so I saw a post on Facebook, and I don't remember which group it was in. Maybe the main Facebook group. And you saw it, too, because you liked it. And it said something to the effect of, if you don't know who J.D. Riznar, <laughs> Hollywood Steve, Dave, and, you know, the group are, then you probably don't know what Yacht Rock is. Do you agree? Uh, yes, I do agree with that. And as do I. Did I like that post? I guess I, maybe I did. Well, you gave it a like. I don't know okay. if you actually I got liked it. Yeah, sometimes yes. they're sarcastic likes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sometimes it's just an acknowledgement. You need a sarcasm button. So it got me to thinking. Um, when we started, not when we started the podcast, when we came up with the idea for the podcast mm-hmm. about Yacht Rock, I didn't know who JD, Steve, Hunter, Dave, I didn't know who any of those people were, and I didn't even know there was even a web series. I knew I knew that there was a web series. I knew that something had existed. I couldn't I wouldn't have known their names, but I knew that something existed. I had heard the term before and I'd heard it in its proper context, but I still did not really know what Yacht Rock was. But we decided that if we're gonna do a podcast about Yacht Rock, we better at least figure out where it came from. So yeah, we did. Here we are two and a half years later and we're still working still on it. Still learning. It's been a journey. Uh which brings us to the point, who knows where we are in the journey, hopefully further along than midway, but we thought it'd be interesting to go back and reflect on Everything we've learned, because I think we set up this podcast to be an exploration that we're inviting listeners to come mm-hmm. along with us. Yeah. Um, we never claimed that we were the experts, certainly weren't at the beginning, because, again, we didn't know anything about the origin story. I know, to a certain degree, when we either get make a new contact or somebody tells us they're a new listener and, and they maybe think of them as going back and listening to the early episodes, I'm like, yee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, well, don't you have music? Don't judge me yet. Do you have early music in your catalog that you makes you cringe and you're like, Ooh, I don't know if I like that anymore. Anyway, yeah. I think it's natural. Yeah. So we're gonna go through that and we're gonna look back, have a little fun, poke uh, a little fun at ourselves, and say, "What was I thinking?" Well, everybody goes through a process where they think they know what it is, and they're offended when they're told that it's not what they thought it was, and you either stick with it and you come around, or you just get angry and you leave the Facebook group. Those are the two <laughs> options. Yeah, or yeah, it, or you start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, put a pin in that. Before okay. we dive in, um, we just wanted to remind listeners that there are ways that you can support the podcast. We appreciate each and every one of them, starting with as simple as... Simple as sharing it around, telling people about it, um, linking it on your Facebook page, whatever it is. There's, if you like this era of music and sitting around talking about it or listening to people talk about it, chances are you have some other acquaintances and or friends, family that would do the same thing. So just share it out there. That's the simplest, easiest way to help us grow. Yep. And we appreciate comments on the post that does wonderful things to the social media algorithms that run our lives. Um, But of course, follow us. We are on Twitter at Yacht Rock Pod. We are on Facebook. You can find us by just searching for the Yacht Rock Podcast out of the main. As well as if you're really um, lion-hearted or uh, good-hearted, I should say, you yeah. could go to anchor.fm slash Yacht Rock Podcast. Okay. And you can support us in a sort of Patreon sort of way right. where you can send buck two, you can commit. We have people doing it monthly, which we really appreciate. So that helps us cover our costs and helps us uh, want to get up in the morning and do this every week. Right. So, all right. Well, we appreciate any support you can give. And now on with our show. <laughs> and what are we calling this one? What was I thinking? Oh, yeah. All right. So. Where to um, begin? This is a, just one big yellow flag thrown on ourselves. Okay. Because 
the very first, if you go back and listen to the very first episode, I bet it is cringeworthy. I don't even want to do it. Have you done it recently? <laughs> uh, I didn't go back to the first one. I went to the one, uh, how it's made kind of thing. I went back. So I Ooh. think I was like the third one or so, but yeah, I went back nearly to the beginning. And did you find any atrocities you'd like to report? Uh, specific ones. Yeah. I've got a few of them on my list, but in general, it was finding how easily it is to be fooled and duped by what we have now dubbed the Trojan horses. And I was guilty of it. I'd written a couple of them down. Uh, I'd given credit to boat references and Island vibes is one. Mm. Uh, We even talked about that. And not recently the, uh, um, the, well, it's on my boat. So oh, yeah. You know, which is I, the I way still that, play that know, card. <laughs> so game it's on your playlist, but I love the it's on my boat. You're hedging, you're playing both sides with that right. one. Um there's probably songs that I think we talked about where we've found a couple of the elements that we like that were triggers for us, but really it's not the same as recognizing a song as yacht rock. Like I, I found a couple that had like real smooth harmonies and then a sax solo. And to me, I you know, at that time we said, Oh, it's yachty because it's got those two things. But it may very well have just been you know, Baker Street, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Which I we should address why we would start a podcast about Yacht Rock without knowing what it is, <laughs> <laughs> right? Is because I think a lot of people know, think, like you said, think they know what Yacht Rock is, yeah. but they haven't done any of the research, probably don't even care to do the research, have just been introduced to the concept either through the Sirius station or some compilation or they just hear people talking about Yacht Rock. I had someone just the other day say, was um, Kokomo by the Beach Boys? Is that Yacht right. Rock? Yeah, and yeah. They were shocked to find out that that, that wasn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> that was serious. Whoa. Or that was serious. Hello. <laughs> Talk about Nyadi. All right. Yeah, I digress. Well, Siri That Tom's wrist is talking to him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but we thought of it as just a genre of music, right? So, like, the initial idea was we are both listening to this music. We've just discovered, quote, unquote, this music. We love it. And we just, we are exploring more and more and just want to know everything there is to know about the music. Again, totally irrespective right. of there's this group out there that coined the term and they've certified songs and all of that stuff. My question to you is, what is your <laughs> guesstimate of percentage of the people who are somewhat familiar with the term Yacht Rock? Yeah who don't really know what it is, like we were three years ago. How many, what percentage of people? They've heard of Yacht Rock. But don't really know what it is. It's got to be above 90, maybe 95. I think so, too. Yeah, it's got to be really high. And to to be honest, we'll probably get into it, but you also coined the difference between the uh, capital Y Yacht Rock and the little Y Yacht Rock. And the capital Y, meaning the very specifics of the genre, as a study, you know, like what we do as a, a research thing is the, the you've got the Yahtzee scale and it's sort of a micro niche that you kind of study. That is different than if you were maybe what your playlist is going to be. If I go and put on and I want to listen to quote Yacht Rock, small Y, there's going to be a lot of things in there because a lot of the adjacent stuff still works for me in a listening perspective, though I recognize it's not really Yacht Rock, you know. So there's there's bands that I'm guilty of putting on my Yacht Rock playlist, and the reason that they're there is because I want to hear them in a Yacht Rock context. They're close enough, uh, and at that point, I'm not doing the study. I'm taking time off. I'm on sabbatical from uh, being <laughs> professor here. But, you know, I've got, like, Little River Band, England Dan and John Ford Coley, Linda Ronstadt, Poco, Seals and Crofts, Air Supply, Firefall, all of those at one time I thought were Yacht Rock. Mm-hmm. To some degree, 
And I don't think any of them have anything that's certified. Uh, well, yeah, very few. England and John Yeah, I got very few. But I don't see where... If, how how is what they do any different than what Firefall does? Right, you know. Well, which brings me to I think this will really complicate things more, and like they need to be oh, more. But complicated. I got one more layer of complication after yours. Uh, yours might be the same. Yeah. So there's this pro the proper noun yacht rock with the capital Y and the capital R. That's what JD and the Grang right. created. There's the small Y, small R yacht rock that exists whether we like it or not. It's out there, and people say, "Yeah, I love yacht rock." Put on some. Uh, uh, Summer Breeze. Yeah. Right. Right. right, right. So um, they're almost two separate genres with some overlap. Yeah, really are. I think I like both of them. And I waver between what I like better. I know. The small Y, small R, heresy, or the actual (laughs) (laughs) I feel for the people, though, that are trying to teach the audience what actual yacht rock is. There are people that listen to this show we know in their guardians of the genres, I call them. They go into these yacht rock groups and they take all the slings and arrows as they try to educate because they are very faithful to the genre. And I feel for them because uh, it's an impossible task to bring people along because you're being, people in general, going back to the 90 to 95%, people in general are being inundated with more false information than truth. Mm. When it comes to yacht, are you rock. Still, oh, Maybe, yeah, I, uh, oh, you know what? I'll tell you, everywhere, yeah, everywhere. Um, and we, we, the worst uh, used, probably cliche of all time, the putting the toothpaste back in the tube, the stuffing the genie back in the bottle, whatever mm-hmm. it is. That's what they're attempting to do. I applaud them for it. I'm not ridiculing that. I just I see it as such a almost thankless task when I see some of the, like I say, the battles they have to have and they try to remain calm. And it's, and you, you know. joked earlier, and some of the people meet that resistance. They come in, again, I love Yacht Rock. And then they are told, no, that's not Yacht Rock. And they, they pick up camp and they go home. And they're like, or they oh. say, well, it's on my boat. <laughs> you know, yeah. so there we go. A lot of times they're like, I don't like the snobbery. I'm out here. So, again, I like if I were to listen to nothing but pure uncut Yacht Rock, which I have done and I do. Yeah. Um, I sometimes start to get um, disinterested over a long period of time with the homogeneity of mm-hmm. the R&B influence. Because like, it I is love a micro niche, and it so it's, it's a very specific sound. Yeah. And so an hours-long playlist, if you're out sitting around barbecuing and all that stuff, it doesn't take long for it to start to take on a certain amount of sameness. Yeah, exactly. But that's because you have your your list is correct. <laughs> so now it goes <laughs> into what's your listening experience going to be? Well, I want my listening experience to go from something that has a little bit of R&B influence to one that has some strummy Jackson Brownie to it or Fleetwood Mac. I want that. And that goes to the complication, the third level of complication. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag from the very beginning of this podcast. Our goal is to talk about music beyond just Yacht Rock stuff, which we have done. Are you saying this is a Beyond Yacht Rock podcast? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we want to talk about some of the other bands from the era. Right. We want, you know, we want to be able to talk about Firefall. Firefall or Hotel California, you know, or uh, Fleetwood Mac or whatever. We want to get to that point where I'm clutching my we can talk about that stuff. I know. <laughs> so uh, it's a little bit of a. Uh, kind of a quandary that, that we're in that we want to grow into that area but we also don't want to pretend like those things are yacht rock even though we're talking about it on a quote yacht rock podcast so there there's the okay well, let me complicate it further then wow yes so part of the appeal to me of small y small r yacht rock when i discovered it was the nostalgia factor mm-hmm. because i can listen to um i really want to see you tonight right which is probably not certified i don't know it's, it's i've 
doubt it is. Um, to me, that was Yacht Rock, right. and it was the built-in nostalgia is why I wanted to love that song. All the Firefall catalog. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is that so good? Going back to then, I get to the point where I might like that genre better than the capital Y, right. capital R. What was I thinking? The, the nostalgia, when we talk about what are the markers or what are the indicators that make a song Yacht Rock, nostalgia is not one of them. No. There's no place for that. the list of these are the points it must meet. is nostalgia, and I wrote down that nostalgia gives me the feels, as you mm-hmm. like to say, but isn't actually the same as Yachty feels. It's close. But, you know, if you're of a certain age, you generally come into Yacht Rock via the nostalgic path. And so you're always going to probably retain that as part of what your Yacht Rock vision mm-hmm. is. Okay. Yeah. And for me, it's, it's I can't separate the two unless I separate the genre. Because I could listen to nothing but real pure Yacht Rock and totally love that that has no nostalgia factor. For example, I only recognize one Chris Christian song, I think, from my past. And two if you count the cover off that album. Yeah, right. But I love that album. Right. There's no nostalgia in right. it for me. So, But I could love that. But I could also love, and I do still consider, <laughs> I shouldn't, but, you know, uh, the Firefall stuff yeah. is Yacht Rock because it's I don't know. But again, that's small Y, small R. Yeah, and we've talked about it before that some of those bands that have a unique something to them, even if they're not technically Yacht Rock, if they're something very decidedly unique, and using Firefall as an example, the heavy use of woodwinds and particularly flute in a rock or soft rock band is so unique that you got to say, well, it's not exactly soft rock because they're doing a little something different. They've intentionally added a different texture. Whether that means it's Yacht Rock, no. But that is how I end up pushing it into my Yacht Rock list because it isn't, something about it sets it apart from just generic strum rock. So I don't know. All right. Well, here's another complication I think of its own doing is like I can think of going back to the how it's made. Yeah. uh, Or going back to the what makes Yacht Rock so great episode. And we talked about the rhythm, the halftime shuffle, right? In that signature bass line. That one. Yeah. All right. So that's a whole strain of Yacht Rock. The Doobie Bounce is not that. And there's so much Yacht Rock that either it's Michael O'Martian influenced or Michael McDonald or Robbie Dupree. There's all that stuff that's the back and forth, five over one. Mm -hmm. That's the bounce. I don't necessarily associate that with R&B in my mind, but it's definitely, it's like a whole other wing. Yeah. Now, the further complication, and then there's the stuff that Kenny Loggins does, which is sort of related to the Michael McDonald, but not entirely. And then he goes, he starts with a rootsy background and evolves into a very rocking background. And then there's some minor dalliances with R&B in the middle. And then you got Christopher Cross, which I think is something completely different other than the fact that it incorporates some of the Michael Amartian things. So even right. in pure Yacht Rock, say, I just named four distinct sounds that to me, there's some overlap, but they're all different. So how do we have a genre that has yeah. four different sounds? That's right. One of the difficult things about is the central figure of, granted, like you said, it's not in every aspect of it, but this term doobie bounce, which has not really been clearly defined from a theory standpoint. There's people that sort of suggest you can hear it here, you can hear it there, this is what it is. But without an actual technical definition of what it is, then it remains a little bit abstract and a little bit difficult for people to entirely grasp what that means. It's just like doobie bounce, huh? Then you point to a song that has a doobie bounce on it, but it came out two or three years before 
what a fool believes, which supposedly yeah. defines the doobie bounce. So the whole thing is a little yep. bit murky. I'll add another layer. Oh, good grief. Add Steely Dan into the mix now. Yeah. There are some purists who will, I don't even know if they're purists, but there are some people who take a very strong stance online. They're mad online. Yeah. And they say, Steely Dan is not Yacht Rock. Well, JD himself says not only is Steely Dan Yacht Rock, Steely, Steely Dan, Dan is Yacht Rock. Right. So yeah. that sounds completely different than any of the other four things I just mentioned. And I, that's okay. I think mm-hmm. it's all great that there's this big yachty melting pot, but you, hence you see our confusion. And again, <laughs> what was I thinking? I still don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm going to think a little more, though. Uh, we had a couple of things. I, I went back and made some notes of, oh. went back and listened to some of the early episodes to see what were some of the things that we said at the time mm-hmm. that maybe were, um, well, makes me want to ask, what was I thinking? Or what were we thinking? Um, we were, episode two, the What Makes Yacht Rock Great, you mentioned that one. You had sort of a list of markers, mm-hmm. and one of your markers, if you recall, was heavy orchestration. Really? <laughs> I know. You added that in. No. Because you know how to edit these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, as it turns out, you know, have significant orchestration is a marker against it. You were pointing to the intro of Christopher Cross's Sailing, oh. but you also went on to talk about Marty Page and stuff like that, and really... Strings becomes a bit of a disconnect. Um, Well, people say the big swooning strings are, but uh, I did not say anything like that. That is a deep fake, uh, fake news. Okay. Well, here was, um, we had our, at the time we had a yacht or not segment, which has now evolved into the float your boat. Right. But uh, one of the songs that we talked about was Dreamweaver. Is it? And the specific question was, is it yacht or not? That's what we were asking at the time. You were a yes. What? I was a soft no, but not certainly not the no that I should have been. Um, let's well, see. Remember asking me about lights from Journey? I do. You had a yes on that. I had a no on that. That's a definitely not. In that, I know. But and we spent a fair amount of time on the analysis of 10 cc's, I'm not in love. And that is decidedly not, and that definitely has me thinking, what was I thinking? Well, I remember that song specifically in the tournament, the yacht uh, invitation, no, no, whatever it was. That tournament, they beat out, God, I wish I could remember what it was, the 10cc song, I'm Not In Love, beat out a relatively yachty song, and someone was mad online Well, that's because it was the Contessa's favorite song, so we had um, Hugh and the Contessa on as the guests, and that's her favorite tune, so... (laughs) <laughs> now, there's a good example of a station called Yacht Rocket Radio that I bet they would even say a good, I won't say majority, portion is not strict Yacht Rock. Yes, and it's not because of not knowing. It's by design. By design. Going back to our original thing about having a listening experience. Yep. And they're trying to, I mean, I shouldn't let, speak for Captain Hugh, but my what I take from there, they're trying to emulate maybe a radio station of the era of what they would right. play. That's exactly right. Um, That's exactly that right. A station so cool didn't exist back then that I know of. No. Which no. is, there's another thing, what was I thinking, is that um, in celebration of Yacht Rock and why it's emerged, I said uh, in one of the episodes, it's because they're 
never was a format for this radio or never radio format for this type of music. And now anything that is played that were sort of old is classic rock. Right. And there's none of this stuff. Right. Which I think all of that's still true. I just didn't realize I shouldn't be including in technical terms, things like Poco and stuff like that, which had airplay back then. But then there was this huge abyss where it was never part of the classic rock genre. So it just disappeared again. Why it's emerging now is like, perfectly fortuitous for us. Nostalgia. Nostalgia, mm-hmm. exactly. I went back also. Did you only look up my mistakes by No, chance? no, okay, that, that was just coincidental <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, I, went, yeah. I went back and looked at our Rushmores. Did you want to revisit the Rushmores? Ooh. Real quick? If there's an interesting one that you think I would change. Well, um, I'll, ju- I'll just say what they were, and you tell me if anything jumps out at you as off. So my original... Rushmore was Loggins, McDonald, Christopher Cross, and Jay Graydon. No real problem there. Pretty good, yeah. Your original one was Loggins, McDonald, Christopher Cross, and Fagan. No argument there. Um, Then we went and said that you had to have each person play a specific role. You couldn't just have like four front men or whatever. So I had um, Michael McDonald as my front man, Jay Graydon as my producer, David Foster in as an arranger and a writer, and then Jeff Percaro just because. <laughs> that makes sense. You had Loggins as your front man, Lukather on guitar, Picaro on drums, and McDonald as a session backup singer. Ooh, that was smart of me. No problem What there. was I thinking? Yeah. That was brilliant. <laughs> All right, bands. Um, Pablo Cruz, this was mine. Pablo Cruz, do- uh, Doobie Brothers, Toto, Steely Dan. No problem there. You had bands Doobie Brothers, Toto, Steely Dan, and Ambrosia. I'm fine with that. No problem I'll there. live with that. Yeah, you can live with that. Even though they're prog, mostly. So, um, fantasy teams, real quick. We'll run those down, and I because I have a couple that I would be hmm. uh, drums for me. Drums: Jeff Percaro, bass: Abe Laboreal. Maybe I'd switch that out for Hungate. Maybe. Mm. Uh, okay, that's that's picking here. That, that's nitpicking for sure. Yeah. Keys: I had Michael O'Marshian as I pronounced yeah, it. Then what was I thinking? <laughs> All right. Um, maybe I'd go Foster or Page, but there's nothing wrong with Michael O'Marty in there. Uh, Lukather, my lead singer was David Pack. Horns were Jerry Hay, David Sanborn. I had as my flex player, Corey Lirios, the piano player from Pablo Cruz. I remember as a that. soloist. I may want to switch that out for Steve Percaro or Greg Fillinganes. Okay. Yours. I, by the way, just on that, I don't think it's switchworthy because he's less a player than them. I just think they're more maybe prolific in true Correct. yacht rock circles. Correct. Okay. Yes. I would say Abe's branch way out beyond the Yacht Rock parameters mm-hmm. more than David Hungate has, but we're talking Yacht Rock fantasy band. Capital Y, Capital Yes. Y. You had Jeff Percaro. That was good. You had this guy named Louis Johnson on bass, which we now know as Louis Johnson. Mm-hmm. Why did he change, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> uh, your keyboard player was Michael McDonald. Your guitar player like was him. Jay Graydon. I like him, too. Here's where it gets interesting. Kenny Loggins was your lead singer. Nothing wrong with the pick, but later on you admit that you were going to have Peter Beckett but your reason for cutting Peter and putting in Kenny was player doesn't have a deep enough catalog. That's true. It is true, but think of how much you've gone into a player deep dive well, since they, then. They, it's ironic that you would have said that. I know, but their catalog expanded so much between then and now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> your flex player, do you recall happened. your flex player? Um, He's the yeah, flexiest it, of all flexies, probably. I thought it was faking. It is. Yeah, okay. yeah there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Very good. I wouldn't change that either. Um, but in the lightning round, boy, uh, of that episode, Danny's song was declared yacht. By you. 
Yeah, by both, both of, of us. us. Yeah. Yes. And we also both said yes to South City Midnight Lady. Oof. What was I, I thinking? Do a quick divergence <laughs> on my what was I thinking thing. Yeah. Is just the whole I was so at the time that we're launching this, a fellow friend of mine from back in the day, listener Phil, was also immersing himself in Yacht Rock. He okay. was firing songs off to be left and right. Is this Yacht Rock? This Yacht Rock? I shudder to think of what my answers were, but... Um, we should have had him on the show. We should have. Listener Phil, what were you thinking when you sent me all the Bob Seger stuff? <laughs> and I, rob- I rubber stamped it. I'm like, heck yeah, too oh, much yeah. shine. Oh yeah, against the winds, uh, still the same, sure. And so here's the, what was I thinking, because we did a whole dissertation on uh, the transitive property of yeah. Yacht Rock. We said, well, if this can get in, how come this can't? Well, I just did it earlier on with England Dan and Firefall. Exactly. And so, but we started with the false premise, which was if, I think I said, if Firefall gets in as Yacht Rock, Correct. then why yeah. can't something else, maybe it's even the Eagles, who knows? Yeah. But like, well, Firefall wasn't me. At least parents that were listening to this podcast, God bless them, they must have been thinking, Read a book. <laughs> no, didn't read a book. Go to a website and pluck in a search engine. Yeah. You'll know. I got it right here. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, Bob Seger. But I was influenced, and this is the whole going back to, I want your take on it again. Okay. For the record, the Sirius XM channel. I've come to realize that my problem with them isn't that they're not purists. Because... That's where I got the whole Bob Seger thing. They would play against the wind, and I yeah. even posited back then. Is it because they're imagining someone on the front of a sailboat I going guess so. against the wind? I guess it was it. Yeah, like Bill and Murray I used that in, as uh, whatever that well, movie was. What's that? Like Bill Murray in that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what about Bob? That's it. Um, yeah, so um, my, I've come to realize that, like I said, my problem with Sirius isn't that they're not purists. It's that their catalog isn't nearly as wide as it could be, even if they wanted to play the wrong stuff, it could just be way more, you know, a larger catalog. And they even launched a, a Deep Cuts channel, and it's, you would think, what I would hope is, alright, the Deep Cuts is going to carry the stuff like Chris Christian and uh, somebody, a player to be named later, Bill of Bounty, you know, okay. all the stuff that they're not. All it is, it's it's the same artist, but just deep into their Albums, like. yeah, same mistakes, just deeper cuts. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eagles cuts, I've I heard some deep Eagles cuts on there. Tons of Kenny Loggins deep cuts that aren't any yachtier than right. you know anything else. But so, but my, my I guess my point is, I still I'll say it again, I still like what they those people think Yacht Rock is, and I can still get behind it. Like, yes, here's a what was I, I am thinking. It. Yeah, Todd Rundgren, mm-hmm. his stuff came up in my early mix all the time and I'm like, oh yeah, this is you know, what's the big uh what's the big Todd Runner hit off the top? Hey it's, hey, it's me. you. Hey it's you. No, it's hey it's me. It's right. no it's me. It's you, it's me, it's I don't me, know who it's it you, is. it's me. Uh now we're doing Saturday Night Live bits. Um that seemed super yachty to me back in the day and now I can't even hear any yachtiness in Yeah, because it sounds a little bit like uh could come off right off of that ten CC uh I'm not in love sound, yeah. you know. You know, going to another term that isn't defined and people use it all the time, they'll say a song is yacht or is not yacht based on whether it's smooth or not. Well, smooth can mean so many different things. When you hear those lush harmonies like I'm Not In Love and all the choir stuff that they created, yeah, it's smooth in Mm -hmm. a way, but it's not the smooth that they're talking about for yacht rock. So again, these ubiquitous sort of terms that don't really say enough Yet they become the markers for yacht rock. Well, what does what does smooth mean? What's what's a bounce mean? You know? I'll give you some smooth. Yeah. Have you purged uh, air supply from your playlist in totality? Probably not, because mine is 
going back to what I said, but I, I would say there's probably a lot less in there than there was. Mm-hmm. And, and I go back and forth in that. And I'm going, well, why am I doing this? Because now I'm just getting back to the original problem, which was what you said earlier, that everything sort of sounds somewhat the same. Yeah, exactly. I think there is a playlist that has every single certified song on it that JD created yeah. on, on Spotify. So if you want yep. it to be official, there's a good place to go. What else do you got? I have a hot take. Oh, is it time for a hot take? Is a hot take. I know it is. Well, it goes back to I'd written this down, so it's interesting that you brought it up earlier about sort of the sameness, like you said. But specifically, you mentioned the R and B thing within yacht rock, Mm -hmm. and you start to hear that with many songs in a row, and it starts to just sort of sound like more of the same. Right. So much of yacht rock has, to me some elements of R&B in it. Mm -hmm. Not all of it, but some. Some has very little, some has more. But that is one of the stronger common threads. And in general, I don't hear um, R&B as, quote, summer music. A lot of times people talk about yacht rock for the Mm -hmm. summer season. A lot of the pure, deep-cut yacht rock, I don't get a summertime vibe out of. I don't associate jazziness in R&B with summer, I associate that with more with cooler months. Even the sound of the roads doesn't sound nearly as summer-like to me as, say, strumming an acoustic guitar. So in general, I'm finding that pure yacht rock is sounding less and less like summertime music than it's often billed as. True. Yeah, I agree with the sonic comment. You know, you're right. If it gets too R&B, and sometimes yacht rock does get too R&B-ish to me, where it's like, I, am I just listening to R&B now? Right. Right? In that, if it, if it is just R&B, that I don't equate with somewhere at all, but then going back to, like, the term, the expression, yacht rock, right? It evokes right. something, and for a lot of people, unless you do some sort of research or listen to some... Yeah, it evokes st- the wrong thing. It evokes the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you immediately think of boat music, like my friend who just asked me about Kokomo. Yeah, because the whole point of Yacht Rock was to uh, sort of make fun of the people that would be listening to this type of music. But then the craze started (laughs) with these people, you know, Peter Beckett, when he was on the show, talked about his very first excursion into Yacht Rock. He got invited to a, a, uh, like a... Yachtly crew or something? I think it was uh, Yacht Rock Review, I think. Yeah, that's it. And you go there and all these people are in their captain's hats and they're doing the whole shtick around the yacht part of it right and i guess going back to just for complete transparency we went into this only caring about the music we did but we also used a lot of those nautical puns i mean (laughs) so we're guilty of that right or you know from the very beginning maybe we should walk the plank maybe all right well question for you Uh, i one other thing though talk about nyadi references did you catch uh if you know when this was uh recorded it was right um when this episode was released initially, it was right around when the Queen in, of England had her Jubilee, 70 year platinum Jubilee. Did you catch the uh, little kid? It was like Prince, uh, uh, Prince Louis. So he, he goes by Louis, not Louis. Mm-hmm. Little Prince Louis or Louis, who was seven years old, was there in like a sailor's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it was very yachty. Okay, now he is that making, yachty or not? Yeah, he was I don't know. All kinds of funny faces. It was classic. But uh, So my question for you is okay, we're now two and a half years into this. We know way more about it than we did when we started. Again, this has been a nautical journey for us. Again, nautical pun. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, your outlook has changed. Your education is greater. Are you going to change your ways? No. (laughs) (laughs) You just said it a few minutes ago. My interest is in exploring this music 
for the music sake, which is why you ask why I get hung up on things like what is the definition of doobie bounce? I'm into this for the music. Right. I'm into, so I'm not into exactly where is the line between yacht rock and uh, strum rock or whatever. I want to talk about all of that stuff. If, if at some point we do a, deep dive track by track of Boston's first album. I'm happy. Ooh, All right. What are you I'm totally happy with that. Well, yeah. So, but uh, no, I'm, I'm not only changing. Like some I'll never of those, change. Uh, only some of those tracks are Yachty though. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, so I'm in it for the music, at least in terms of, well, for the podcast, and I guess beyond, but I'm also in it for the nostalgia. And if I feel oh, yeah. like I'm getting too far into the, you know, the deep cuts of the stuff artists I've never discovered, I'm going to enjoy that and love that. But I'm never going to lose sight of Cliff Richard. It's so funny, right? Right. Uh, we don't talk anymore. Whatever that's I don't That's even know it. what's called, yep. but I love it, and it's because of the nostalgia. And we've not to put too funny, uh, fine a point on it. We know that a song like Jackson Brown, Somebody's Baby, should be on the boat. And it's not. Well, that one missed by what half a point, quarter of a point. Yeah, and somebody it's... rated it really low. I can't remember who. And even yeah. that person said, if I had to redo it again, it would be higher. So, yeah. um, I'm not giving up on that tune. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what was I thinking? I was thinking we'd get to a lightning round. Uh, I have to go first. Okay. Because my lightning round is taking you on a nautical journey again throughout the lifetime of this podcast. Mm. And I'm going to ask you two questions. Would it have floated your boat? Oh. I don't know if we've done the song yet. I don't think so. Oh, good. Would it have floated your boat three years ago? Yeah. And does it float your boat today? All right. Excellent. I'm going with Jackie Blue. <laughs> well, I would hope this one would have been harder, though I loved the setup, but I, I don't think I ever considered that thing. You're being set up, my friend. At all. So the set, this is only the setup to the setup. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So, so Jackie Blue would, would have been a no and is a no. Okay. Go ahead. Same here. All right. I don't think I ever was convinced. Like, I liked that it was sort of on the playlist for... Um, Serious, but I was never like, "Oh, this is my tune." I never really liked the song that much. No, it didn't make sense that it was yeah. on there. But I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I remember this tune. It's nostalgic. It can stay. It's okay. light rock." Again, I always thought it was just it's light rock. Yeah, I don't mind it coming on, right? But it, right, go okay. On. So we, we nothing major. Carry there. on. What, my what way do you have? What do I have for float my boat? Well, this is a, a shocker. Um, a yacht shocker? No. Uh, what's shocking is that this song was never rated purely in oversight. Um, Certainly not by design, I could tell. So Al Jarreau... I think you're setting me up here. Well, I'm going to play What Would You Rate It? Ooh. Well, because Al Jarreau, Morning, is Jarreau's highest rated song, 92.75, okay? hmm How is it that they never reviewed We're In This Love Together and gave that a score? What? Give it a look. You got, you got it up in front of you. All right. You can look at all the Jarreau stuff if you want, and then tell me what would you rate We're In This Love Together. No. So, what did the uh, 
other song? What's his highest rated song? Morning. I thought you were looking at it. And that got what? No, I've I've turned off the Yatsky scale for purposes of. No, I'm just kidding. I have it here. I just. This isn't game show week. That was last (laughs) week. Oh, two weeks ago. So morning was a uh, 92.75. Yes. All right. Um, God, 96.85. Yeah. Got to be above that one. Yep. It's so yachty. Or it's at least equal, if nothing else. Yeah. You know, there is a um, there's a Google Doc that's circulating that has an updated version of, because apparently not all of the songs that they ever rated were on the website. Oh, I don't have that kind of time to search <laughs> for that. Uh, all right. Only 10, 15 minutes. Everyone, hold on. I'm going to do it. All right. I couldn't find it. <laughs> all right. Interesting. God, how is that not rated? That's what I said. Ted to just purely be an oversight. Yep. Maybe they thought it was so obvious that they didn't want to bother to talk about mm-hmm. it. I don't know. Uh, but that moves us into Buried Treasure Land, does it not? It does. All right. Well, speaking of said song, We're in This Love Together, I came across a really nice version. 2008, Johnny Mathis with Dave Koz. Now, he did this album. It's a bunch of covers. It was produced by, now let's talk about getting names pronounced wrong, Walter uh, Afanisiev. He is also known as Baby Love, so I might just go is with Baby that? Love. But he's that producer. He's like, uh, I think, um, Russian descent. Uh, they do a charity for him at Halloween all the time. <laughs> right? UNICEF? Is that what you said it That's was? That's not UNICEF. Oh. Uh, FN is CF. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Uh, but he produced Mariah Carey early on oh, and okay. Celine Dion. He's a big time producer. Yep. Anyway, he produced this album with Johnny Mathis, and this one is with Dave Koz doing We're in This Love Together. That's super smooth. Yeah. Wait, that's not supposed to say that. Yeah. There's also a cover of Just the Two of Us on that album, and that one's with Kenny G. So you might want to mark that one Ooh, for a listen as well. Will do. Have yeah. done. Yeah. Nice. Well, why wouldn't that be off the map? It's 2008, just because uh, it's so close. and it's. I, yeah. Well, I've right. got something different for off the map. My off the map is so far off the map that uh, it makes that look like pure uncut yacht rock. All right. Well, you've played right into my hands, sir. Okay, good. Because I wanted to switch the order, which is why I had to go first. So when we got to Buried Treasure, I'm actually going to give you my off the map first. Oh, my. How am I going to keep track of all this? Okay, go ahead. E- easy. You just pay attention and uh, take notes, okay? <laughs> so uh, where do I start? This is a nice little story. You don't story. know where to start. So, then, uh, Facebook friend Rob Muratori. Yeah. You're, you're friends with him, right? Yep. And he said to say hello. He's a Grand Rapids guy. He is Grand Haven, I believe. Grand yes, Haven, but, yeah. uh, The West Coast of Michigan. And he is putting out an album soon. He's released some tracks. He's worked with, let me get the producer's name right. He and his friend, producer David Roof, Roof, right? Like the thing on the top of the house. Okay. Have put together and are working on completing an album of all obscure deep cuts. Oh. From the Yacht Covers. Rock era. Okay, Covers. cool. All right. Very good stuff. And he uh, let us in on some uh, pre-release tracks which I think some of which are already up on SoundCloud, but Brian's asked us to just connect with him on Facebook. He'll send you the tracks, and the album is going to be released later this year. And it's good stuff. And so I am going to pick my favorite out of all of those was a cover by, do you know the artist Craig Runke? 
I know the name. I have not spent any time. I've seen him posted by some of the those wiser than myself. Yeah, and the and the uh, yacht rock nation. Yes, Yacht Rock Nation. So, uh, from 1983, this is yachty as hell, as they say, and uh, here is a cover of Craig Runke's, unfortunately, parenthetical title. <laughs> Ooh, baby, parentheses, you're driving me crazy. Here's Rob Muratori. That's Yachty. Definitely. How do you know? Which kind of Yachty? Um, capital Y. I'm okay. going capital Y on that. Maybe that's what we should change the segment to now. Uh, I agree. Capital Y or small Y. But I'm going capital Y on that one um, because it's a deep cut from a deep cut <laughs> artist. Yes. And it's got the uh, sounds of the era. Yes. It well replicated by uh, our friend Mr. Muratori. So yeah. that was well done. So in doing so, he also reintroduced me to a song that I've had on my list forever under Buried Treasures, but I just never felt like the right time to okay. bring it out. So he also recovered, uh, covered an artist by the name of Larry Lee. Do you know who Larry Lee is? I do know Larry Lee, speaking of uh, Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Of Jackie Blue fame, correct. Well, he went on to have a solo record in 1982 that's very yachty. Uh, it's got David Hungate on bass, mm-hmm. David Sanborn on sax, Letty Castro on percussion, and one Bill Champlin on backing vocals. Booyah. And my favorite song off the record is something that Mr. Muratori also covers, and it's called Don't Talk. The name of the album is Marooned. Right. So is that... Oh, is, I, wow. The whole album has a, you know, <laughs> they're trafficking in... Uh, Trojan horses? Trojan horses. Thank ah, you. Yes. My recommendation is to go listen to that entire album. If we didn't do it before or if we did do it before, that's a really good album, top to bottom. And that's one of those, that it's very, um, what you'd call smooth rock. You know, soft yep. rock is very smooth, but is not smooth in a doobie bounce sort no. of way. It reminds me, parts of it reminds me a lot of the Chris Christian album. Yes. Some of it reminds me of your writing style for um, Page 99, which reminds me, I neglected to mention Richard Page is also on backing vocals. On really? The yep. So wow. Good stuff. Go check it out. Excellent. All right. Well, I guess it leaves it up to me Everything. to bring this ship back into the harbor. Well, it's going to be, it's not coming in the harbor on this one. Um 1988, so we are talking off the map, but we're talking so far off the map that um, even the fact that this is a Steely Dan cover isn't enough to bring it back Hmm, onto the map. You're not going to believe this one. Uh, I've known about this song for a long time, and I thought, eh, it's kind of ridiculous to bring it up in this context, but I'm going to because it's off the map. (laughs) Do you realize What are you thinking, by the way? I might be saying that next week. What was I thinking? Falco. Remember Falco? Oh, Amadeus. Of Rock Me Amadeus fame. Do you realize that he covered Steely Dan? No. Check out his cover right here of Steely Dan's Do It Again. 
What was he thinking? No kidding. <laughs> well, you know what? It's interesting. I didn't play the solo section, but remember on the Steely Dan version, they have the electric sitar, which is sort of really it's just a modified guitar. A guitar player can still play it, but it mm-hmm. kind of has that boingy sort of sound of a sitar. This one, they did homage to that by using an actual sitar, so that's really? kind of cool. Yeah, very cool. Did Ravi Shankar play it? I don't... Oh, wow, I wonder. He's my favorite sitarist. Yeah. Do you know any others? Yeah. Uh, Ahoy Palloy. Bet you never thought I'd connect Falco to a Yacht Rock podcast. 